0: Okay, Welcome, everybody, to the 91st episode of Sports Goofs. I am Francisco, joined by my good buddy Charles here. Andrew's got his eye on the prize for later on this month, so he will be absent today. But we will, of course, acknowledge him and have uh, extra non-sponsors. In his honor. What's up, Charles? How you doing? Nothing much. I'm good. We
1: were doing the 50-50 bet of whether or not I'd be able to be understandable because I just had the fillings. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, we'll get some, you know, gel in there. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do some local anesthesia. So this woman, my dentist, very nice lady, very sweet, puts these big-ass needles in my mouth. And I'm like, okay, what the hell? And fun fact, I've only been to the dentist a few times in my life. And I don't think I've ever had my jaw open so long at all that I literally feel, I I have this bad tendency in serious situations, I don't know if you're like this too, where I'll make myself laugh and try hard not to laugh. (laughs) So as she's like, and I've already had like my mouth and one filling put in or an attempt to like, they do the rinse and everything. Even after they put the needles, I have my mouth wide open and I just have this virtual image or this visual image of Jim Carrey in the mask when he sees Cameron Diaz. Yeah. And his jaw just drops. And for some reason, I just kept thinking of that situation. (laughs) And I almost bust out laughing as my dentist is, like, filleting my teeth for all intents and purposes. So that's where I'm at. So I'm Mm. I'm disappointed that I'm not slurring it up here so we can make the rumor start on that I'm a drinky drink guy. But I, I, I promise I'm all... Anna sees it out. Also, Andrew changes his mind. He's jumping in.
0: He's popping he in. He deny the passion. He's, he's coming back.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. You see, we, it's called a baited switch. Just like the 90s, the, you know, a lot of the 91 kids say they're 80s kids. You ain't that. Sorry. Alright.
0: Okay, Charles. Uh, yeah. the new uh, Andrew's coming in. Alright, that's cool. That's cool. Well, it's like a
1: Royal Rumble surprise entrance.
0: Yeah, look at that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Theme. yeah, that's the that's the theme for today. Hey, Andrew. Hey there. Hey. Hey, buddy. What what happened? You 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 needed to rest your mind before you went insane for for today's bout of insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. Take a break, especially if you've been, if you've been going at it all day. Take a couple hours to. To talk sports and, and whatnot, but uh, some preliminary stuff as we, we've started the episode. It's 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 Valentine's season, folks. So, the Goose Nest gift shop. Soon we will be having Valentine's-themed merch that will be coming on here. Our, our store is already ready to go with regards to that, but I will start putting up some stuff so you guys can show the love of the Goose and possibly will be destroying a lot of couples this Valentine's Day season. So that that'll be fun to listen to. That'll be fun to, to hear all the how would stories. you feel if you got a Henry Handy shirt for Valentine's Day? <laughs> Is it saying something? Yeah. Is it like obligate isn't the implication? I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. For for the for the girl the guy out there that you love, get, get them a Fire Thighs t shirt. That's that's the real Showing of love and commitment right there. Or if your your significant other is a big
1: fan of the University of Central Florida, get them our new merch. Yeah, it's not Central Florida. What is it, Andrew?
2: UCF or University of Central Florida? That's a
0: mouthful. There you go. All
2: right. Yeah. Uh
0: And other preliminaries here. Well, uh, this episode is brought to you by our listeners that support us on Pod Hero. If you like this podcast and want to support the work we do, please just take a few minutes to support us on Pod Hero. Not only can you support this podcast, but you could provide ongoing support for all of your favorite podcasts with a single $5.99 per month subscription. And to answer your question, yes, we're using Pod Hero to support our favorite podcasts too. And for a limited time, Party will donate an additional $5 to our show on your behalf when you join. Just make sure you use the link in our show notes. Thanks for your support. Uh, I guess some personal preliminary for me. I, I've sold out completely, guys. I've sold out completely. I I now am sponsored by Epic Games, <laughs> which kind of... I don't know how to feel about it. I kind of feel guilty like if you, the the whole deal is if you if you go to the Epic Games store or you you get something on Fortnite or Rocket League and when you check out there you can enter a little code f j o g r and and I'll get a little bit of that that sweet Epic Games cash some of those V-bucks <laughs> it's awful I'm going to have to dye my hair pink and purple and Fjogr triple X 69 by gaming chair by a gigantic gaming chair with like 40,000 LEDs on it
1: I have a gaming chair it is quite comfy
0: yeah I was thinking I mean my my chair is 100 100,
1: 150 bucks well worth it Ooh, get that Lumbar support yeah
0: yeah BU is here as well BU is here as well and oh well what games did you guys see over the over the past week I'll tell you mine I I unfortunately watched the Heat game against the Hornets last night. That was bad. I was playing MGS5. And I'm like, hey, the last fourth quarter, the Hornets giving a nice go there. But the Heat with a nice lead with 23 seconds left. And then they absolutely blew it and fell apart in overtime. Mm. Mm. I don't want to hit the panic button, but I, I have concerns. That will be for later. But I'm having a good week as a hockey fan. Florida Panthers, best start in franchise history. Sergei Bobrovsky is still kind of iffy for me. But regardless, I watched them against the Blue Jackets. I watched them against the both wins against the Detroit Red Wings. And and then I saw a non-Panthers game, but it's in our division. The Blue Jackets versus the Chicago Blackhawks. So I saw that game as well. I think the, the Hawks won that game, if I remember correctly. So that's what I watched over the last week uh, in this pre-Super Bowl show. So that's this coming weekend. So that will probably be what, be what we'll talk about next week. How about you guys? What did you guys see, if you saw anything, aside from the big events that happened this Sunday? I didn't uh, watch
1: anything but the big events.
2: Well, I, I caught a little bit of the 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 Lightning Panthers game last night. Uh, not Panthers, sorry, Predators. I was about to say, um, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what did well, I miss? <laughs> they're, they're both teams in the South, and they're both predatory feline animals, and so I, I was close. And now
0: they're in the same division, so...
2: And in the same division for, for one year only. So I still watched a bit of that. I don't follow the... NBA, so I didn't really watch. Uh, so it was really just just hockey in terms of live sports. Yeah,
0: okay. You you didn't you're not on the Magic bandwagon, Andrew? Not yet.
2: <laughs> I, I I hate I, I don't want to sound. Like I know a they're NBA. eight and
0: thirteen, but you guys are doing better than the Heat.
2: <laughs> the I don't want to sound like a bandwagoner because I I am and I am not. They'll um, take every
1: fan they can get, Andrew. So you're helping them. You're yeah, them maybe, really that
0: maybe Andrew, if you become a hardcore Magic fan, th- th- that'll that'll r- you know rub off on them. You know, you're a hardcore UCF fan, they win. You're a Hardcore Lightning fan, they win. Heck, even the Rays, even the Rays, that their their frugal means, and yet somehow they're still good. So maybe, maybe
2: you're you're
0: the key to the Magic. Maybe. I,
2: and I, if we have time, I have a rant on the raise later on hmm. but that that's only if we if we have time oh. to put it in uh, yeah did I mean... you see
1: the new news about the raise is that why Saying. do not know do you not know about the thing about the raise that might cause you to rent?
2: is it oh because chris archer
0: yeah i mean I, I just want to get your in between yeah why not yeah and that's hey, that's kind of weird they they still have i saw the tweet that they the the guys they traded for for chris archer from the pirates those guys are still on the team. And now they have Chris Archer back. <laughs> so the Pirates definitely lost that trade. They pulled a New York Yankees with uh, Rollins Chapman. Ah, that's right. That's right. you yeah, eventually got him back.
2: The the only thing I can hope is that I don't know there's something in the water in 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 St. Petersburg that brings him back to his old glory because if so then losing Blake Snell is not as big mm. of a problem. That's that's a hard that's a hard arm to replace. It's you know we're we're not going to really be able to replace him Snellzilla but but if we get if we get the Chris Archer of old that makes it a little bit easier to to swallow but not much and honestly seeing how he did the past couple of years in Pittsburgh we'll see because as urinating tree will attest Pittsburgh has uh, has a penchant for screwing up players yeah and pitchers and then they have a career renaissance like uh Garrett Cole used to be on the on the Pirates right
0: <laughs> yeah that's where he was drafted yeah then he was off to Houston Got a little bit of that sweet cheat life, and then headed on over to New York. And, uh, you know, using substances on the baseballs, allegedly. Allegedly. And uh, getting those cold jobs from Charles.
1: Yeah. Win-win, really. (laughs) Okay. I I don't know what Andrew provides to every Rays pitcher, but if you come to New York, the job gets done. Just remember that.
2: But you have to earn it. I don't I don't provide anything other than my undying support of the players yeah. and the teams. And my ownership can go fucking Yeah, solid. I was about to say.
0: <laughs> okay, so I guess some baseball stuff. Fernando Tatis Jr. on the cover of MLB 21 The Show. And I like the trailer that came out with him on it and saying, you know, he's changing the game. I'm a, a, basically, really, a big F you to the unwritten rules crowd, and especially this Texas Rangers who probably got triggered watching that. So that was I
2: really, I really hope that the, I know that that MLB is not directly tied to the game per se. I mean, I know that they is, have licensing and all that, and all that. But you, you see where I'm going, right? I, I'm hoping that they actually. Stay true to their word from a few seasons ago, which is let the kids play. I mean, they seem to be heading in the right direction via, well, the kid. They hired Ken Griffey Jr.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's
2: right. I forget exactly what his position is, but I think it's tied to the in-between. Yeah. And, I mean, that's a a hell of a hire right there, because... The guy may be in his fifties, but he is still to quote the late great Stuart Scott, he is still as cool as the other side of the pillow. That the and uh, he always will be.
0: Because remember, they they had that Ken Griffey Jr. documentary a few months yep. back, and that was produced partially by with LeBron James too. So that's part of the 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 effect of Ken Griffey Jr. that he's still. Is an icon amongst other icons out there in all of sports. So hopefully, MOB will join the 21st century. How do you do, fellow kids, a bit out there? So there's that. And MOB 21, that's significant because it's going to be the first time that the franchise will be off of a PlayStation console, the, as they announced it for the Xbox Series X. And I, I don't know if it's on going to be on the One or the PS4. I don't know if they're going to go full-on next-gen or if they're going to make a version for the past-generation consoles. And I'm still... I am peeved a little bit because I have not heard any confirmation of a PC and or Nintendo Switch version. So I am waiting for that. If not, then... Then I will miss out on baseball again. I would have bought it too, just as a sign of support. Like, hey, I'll buy the switch version. Just have a portable MLB game. That'd be nice to have. I know RBI Baseball's on there, but that's a piece of
2: crap video game. So now, uh, while we're, I know this is jumping sports, but while we're on the topic of video games, yeah, this is this is the seasoning before the the cage talk. The seasoning. I like that. Yeah probably the biggest news yeah. in sports video games in the past eight years
0: yeah probably since college the college football generation. is back mm-hmm.
2: for video games. EA sports yeah. well actually everyone there there hasn't been a, an official i mean unless you count uh i forget what's called doug flutie's it was a little kind of indie game but actually not even because that wasn't even officially licensed by colleges this is the first licensed college football game in 8 years well could be 9 could be 10 they haven't announced an official start uh, official release date yet other than it will not be in 2021 but the interwebs absolutely exploded with this news yeah
0: so so let's get into this because this is this was the second biggest topic I wanted to talk about today so yeah, this is huge for sports video games fans out there. But I am a pessimist with regards to sports video games because there are only two companies out there making those that are the officially licensed stuff. There are indie developers out there making some good stuff. So if you if you're looking for legit awesome sports video games with less glitches and things like that and and zero to little microtransactions. There are other options out there for you folks, but as far as the simulation stuff, there's two K games and EA. So
1: <laughs> the well pick your point. Konami if you make the PSI stuff. Yeah. They only do soccer, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I think yeah, but Konami's getting less and less into video games as the years go by. Like Pachingo. Yeah, Pachinko, you know, get get that old people money. We all we all know that, but yeah, EA's got that. And my concern, of course, is one, microtransactions up the up the wazoo for these, and people are sheep and they buy these regardless. And and the most vocal of people with regards to these games are a minority. Two, it's being made by EA Sports, and people have concerns that it'll just be a reskin. Madden, with all, of, well with all of the glitches that come from that Madden engine, and there are plenty of YouTubers out there that have shown the just how awful that engine that they currently make Madden with is, and how NFL or All, all Pro Football 2K8 have lots of improvements that were in those games two generations ago now that are better than what ea is churning out nowadays and three just for me personally ea doesn't like me at all because i am a nintendo fan and a pc master race person and they tend to not release on those i think they've released the last few maddens on pc at the very least, FIFA, FIFA, yeah, or, FIFA uh, as well. But that's been hard to play. Yeah, and that FIFA game is basically it's like a port of a port. It's yeah, it's basically a reskin. Whatever the last FIFA game was on PS3, that's what it is. So I, I get that because of the Switch, but you know, it's not even. It, it, they literally tell you that this is basically last year's game, or last couple years' games, but with a roster update. That's it. Something that easily could just be an online download but they'll, they'll charge us 60 bucks for every year so uh, I don't like this at all but I know why folks like you two gentlemen who who buy current gen consoles are going to be happy so that's me that's
2: my little rant there concerns I, I, I certainly am pessimistic I mean seeing how Madden has continuously just it's been like GameStop stock for the past couple for the past day. It's just been on a continuous down trend. Just, it's weird for all these years. I've been so vocal. Uh, we need, we, we, we need a NCAA football back. You know, so much has changed. You know, I'm, I'm biased for UCF, but how much has changed in our stadium and our uniforms uh, in the past eight years, I mean, it would, they would basically need to re scan or remodel our stadium. So much has changed. And, you know, that's something that you can't really get from CFB revamped. which, you know, I, I love those guys for, for what they've done to reskin NCAA 14. It is beautiful what they've done if you haven't checked them out i highly recommend it but i don't know there's something to be said about you know you can only reskin so much with that game you can change the uniforms you can change the fields you can you can change a lot but for some reason at least for me
0: the aesthetic stuff you can change but you can't uh... It would essentially be making a brand new video game from scratch if they wanted to do models and things like that, and re- and do new programming to fix glitches. And, and which I mean, you can you can mod to fix glitches and stuff, but eventually you just have to make a new game,
2: right? And you know, I'm I'm certainly concerned about how it'll be made because like I said if it is just a reskin of Madden then fuck that <laughs> we're in trouble I would I would much rather shell out the I would rather shell out 60 about 150 it would be about $150 to get a new 360 huh. um, really I think it'd be or, uh, to get a, a 360 like hundred and fifty bucks to get a three sixty out there?
0: Yeah. Brand new or used. I haven't even checked. You uh, can just get an Xbox Series X and get the game
1: pass. And yeah, yeah. have an
0: old well, it's backwards
1: compatible, so
0: you could just well, if you have the physical. Oh, disc but he guy. needs it to mod. That he needs to mod oh, I, don't yeah. know, I don't think you can mod that. PC master race. Yeah.
2: Well and yeah. I I would I know that I know that PC would work better, but I, I can't afford the amount of money necessary uh, amount of I can't afford how much it would cost to make a, to get a PC that could run the game. So it would just be quicker and easier if to get an, uh, get a new or uh, get a new or used 360, because I have one, but I'm not confident enough in modding to have it modded with the, with the risk of losing all the data that I have on it.
0: I, I just a curious i was looking just because the, the, didn't they make like a third iteration of the xbox 360 oh yeah the e console yeah. yeah yeah you can get them yeah between 100 and 150 bucks yeah you're right andrew i was surprised so be, i thought it'd be like really low like like gamecube or ps2 or whatever but i yeah. so it'd be
2: 150 for the console maybe a hundred dollars for the game probably a bit more so i'll just round it up and say three hundred dollars i would much rather spend 300 to get ncaa 14 that actually plays well than however much it would cost to just buy madden or college madden or whatever yeah i don't know
0: it, it's ea sports it's just when i see when i see ea i mean this is the company that you remember disney had like an exclusivity right for star wars with ea making the mm-hmm. games and they canceled that contract for the most part i think star wars squadrons which i heard is a good game was like the last one but now disney is gonna either i don't know if they're gonna make it in-house or if they're, they're just gonna license hey, lucas, games. Yeah, lucas games yeah they, they brought it back saying. Yeah, they brought back. So basically, the they're game. just
1: they're just sourcing out yeah. whoever the highest bidder. That's what it is. Because Star yeah. Wars games equal insta buys for people, the same way college football equals insta buy for EA.
0: Yeah. And anyways, that's that's the aside. Charles, what are your thoughts on? Uh, do, have you what, what was our uh, uh, poll? Uh, what when was the last sports video games you guys bought? I, I for me, it's been a long time. I Maybe in Three, yeah. Uh,
2: for me, it was NHL twenty
0: one. Oh, you bought the new one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. All right. I saw twenty
1: for five bucks, but I just couldn't pull the trigger because I just know I don't have that time for a sports game. I'm trying
0: to do all the uh, other stuff. Madden um, twenty or NHL twenty. NHL twenty at
1: Walmart oh, okay. for all right. five bucks. I have Madden twenty and I have NBA two K. Which one has Giannis on it? Because I was, like, three
0: bucks. Okay. I yeah. buy
1: every game cheap, per se. And I guess, you know, I have also, like, two of the shows. Because I had 16 when it came out a couple of years ago for, like, cheap money. Oh, crap, I died. Um, I played Rayman in the background. I was so close. Um, but I also got MLB The Show 19. Because for me in sports games, I don't want to play them by myself. I like doing franchises with my friends, you know, from high school. That's how we kind of keep the family together in that sense. Um, so, those are the things I collectively do. And I do that with Madden and all that. But those are the last sports games I play. I played Madden over the weekend. I'll talk about it more after we're done with the polling and my opinion on what's going on in the NCAA. What's the last sport game you bought, Francisco?
0: Ooh. Mm, like with an actual for you license, it must be a while. with an actual yeah, well, license on it, because remember, an actual I, sports game. Um, like I didn't even buy any of the stuff on the Wii. I played some of them. You don't but, have a lot of
1: stuff available.
0: For like me. I have yeah. uh, nefariously got uh, procured licensed sports games from that era, but I bought, purchased with my own money NBA Street V three. <laughs> it's and that's not even a sim game. That's and that's only because Mario's in it, so. Yeah, that's that's the only reason why I'm like oh okay Mario and NBA players that's cool, but yeah no hey, guys Mario I bought and I'm telling you if, if MLB the show pops up on the on the Switch or maybe even the PC I I might be down for it I might be down for it they're
1: good but, um, I'll say this about the college football since I'm the only one here who has played Madden right recently
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: yeah. because you can watch all the YouTube stuff that you want and hear people's things about a broken game or a reskin. The the thing about it being a reskin is, don't be that person who buys the game annually. Quit that shit because that's how you lose money. But I play Madden with My buddies, we do the franchise. And here's my opinion on the college football aspect of it. I'm not playing it because I don't really care. You know in that since I did the NCAA games run out there but i've always kind of like the pro thing you know we just do the online franchise for madden so i feel like it really would be the same thing for us to do it there i would do but me and my buddy are both you fans so i don't even know how that would comport right <laughs> they're gonna do a carbon co- because it, and please don't yell at me andrew it's the same sport professionally in college the way mechanics of the, how they would develop it, it's just it's your opportunity if you make the game to play as, you have to look at what they want as the consumer to play as your school. I'm sure they're going to do um, a story mode with it because that's what the last two Maddens have been do. And I haven't played the story of Madden in sports. I don't care about that. Um, but they've got like the long story. shot. We,
2: we, we don't give a damn about story mode. We want, you, don't, to it.
1: Yeah, you but... don't give a damn about story mode. Yeah. That's the thing. Well, because they've done it two years in a row for the long shot and I think people like that because everything's about more bang for the mm-hmm. buck, right? So they're gonna they're gonna include like that story mode for um like the similar to long shot and then they'll probably include similar, you know, a probably a franchise component would be great, I think, but how are you gonna is sixty people gonna be able to play or however many schools they do in the franchise, right? But they'll do the story mode. I'm sure they'll do create a player. I actually remember when I used to love doing that in Madden, like Madden 2005, and I was a running back, got drafted by the Jets. I still remember that to this day. And I had to screw around with the settings so I can get in there. Everybody's got a different appeal. And since you played more of the NCAA than I did, like, what would you primarily play it as? Did you just do exhibition matches as UCF? I played Road to
2: Glory. Road to Glory was my, my thing.
1: Yeah, they might bring that in. But well, Road to Glory in and of itself, isn't it just your own school franchise, right? However... No, Road to
2: Glory is you you play as you, as one player throughout their college career.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's essentially kind of what the long shot was in Madden. It, Except, when they do a story, is like this or that and they minimized it.
2: But there, the thing with long shot was they made it into this whole movie thing and they just made it overly complicated. The... Road to Glory was just pure, simple. You were your player. You went through and played. They, the better versions, which were back on the Xbox, PS2 generation, um, they they did have a bit of story mode to it. They they had, you know, you had a dorm room. You, it, I'll show you video. I'll show you footage of it someday. Um,
1: I remember briefly, like, the Road of Glory, I just remember renting the games from Blockbuster just playing as the schools. Right. And then everything that they kind of made in between there. Um, but, like, I, I think that's the reason why, actually, they did the long-shot stuff for the Madden games. Not for longevity, but I think it was, like, the tester anyway, because I think EA knew that they were going to bid aggressively for um, licensing rights for everything. Um, for college football when it came around again so maybe they got that sampler to it but i I will tell you now it probably will be a carbon copy but the question you have to ask yourself is it bad especially for somebody if they put in the elements of what you liked and they give you the carbon copy like gameplay or the engine or the mad stuff and let's say they don't break it because i think this one's only going straight to the next gen stuff not even touching the current generation would you be satisfied and i guess i'm kind of going from a devil's advocate proponent because I am contributing to the machine. Mind you, I don't pay $60 for the games. I don't pay $60 for nothing, Francisco can tell you. And I don't even get the new stuff. Like if I get a sports game, it's every like three years. So I can see real change because all it is is just not a roster update. But if they gave you something like that and they gave you gameplay mechanics of Madden, even if they, I don't know how they would be able to do the, um the little, I call them badges, but I know that's not what they are. But you know, there's like traits and developments and X factors, that's what they're called. That they give like, you know, Patrick Mahomes is bazooka guy um but if they gave you similar carbon copy gameplay of madden for someone who hasn't played madden but if it's an ncaa version they maybe gave you something similar to road uh, Road to glory is that something that will wet your whistle a little bit nope no because the thing with madden is what the bugs and people complain to reskin the prior year but that's expected but if you're somebody who hasn't played the game years on end and they try to give you some and remember it's not as if for the college football ncaa was always made by ea sports right so it's the same industry so if you love them then shouldn't you love them now or is it just the whole idea is like i just want parity. i want multiple people to get into this and i hate what they've done with madden rightfully so because they put in the pure minimal thing to justify a roster update for 60 dollars. it's not even 60 anymore because how does madden try to get the money this is where i can definitely see him doing this with college football mut's they have their microtransactions where you're trying to build your ultimate team so imagine If and I'll use UCF as an example, where you're trying to build your ultimate team of UCF players of college, past and present, right? I can see them doing that too. So the microtransactions are definitely going to be there. Or FSU and they um, they just bring in all, you know, all your guys that come into it. You can do the
0: present stuff. Charlie Ward and yeah,
2: yeah,
1: and then you know, for me. As a Miami fan, it would just be, oh, hey, every, you know, defensive player trapped <laughs> in the NFL. And we, we want, I don't think we have a quarterback that we want to necessarily get much credence to. Jim yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, there damn, I didn't even think that far back because mm-hmm. it's a prior my generation, right? That's the thing I think you should really hate on. Not so much of the fact of that you're going to get a reskin of Madden. I think the fact that they're going to go balls, you know, I was going to say something else, but balls <laughs> to the wall. There you go. Balls to
0: the wall I'm, about microtransactions. You, you, to the window. 12, to you, not,
2: you do not fully understand my my thoughts here. Tell me. I do not want microtransactions. Uh, and listen, it's inevitable. I know it. But microtransactions, no, they suck. Microtransactions can go screw themselves. The glitches and shit can go screw themselves the lack of features can go screw themselves. Even As much as I love NCAA football, which is 13, and I did play a bit of 14, as much as I love it, which I do, even they were on a decline by the time it ended in, 20, in 2013. Because I, I bought arguably the pinnacle of the series, which is NCAA 06. And that had... Is that
1: the
0: Tebow one?
2: No, that's, no, that no, was no, no. um. That was still
0: Chris Lee Larry Fitzgerald, right? Yes,
2: yes, yes. No, 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 no. We're going way back here. That was um, shit. Desmond Howard. Oof. Hmm. It, it it wasn't his year because he was in the he was in the early nineties, probably ninety one, but it was the um, the road to the Heisman. Wow. Okay. Um, they had a, a whole new revamped play as a player system and they had training drills they had not just the fbs teams they had all of the fcs teams as well they had the entire division one they had create a team they had you know create a stadium like, That game, 06, which was on, mind you, the original Xbox and the PS2, that game was infinitely more deep than NCAA 14 was. I don't see it going back to that because they can't even do that shit with Madden. I mean, just look at Madden. Look what features you've lost over since... 2006, you've lost, uh, or 2005 actually, because that's the year the game was released. But back then you had the combine, you had training drills, you had the connectivity where you could import a player from NCAA into Madden. You had, you actually had a legitimate creative team as opposed to the uh, the relocation thing that they have now they have lost so many features over the years as did ncaa and had ncaa continued i know they would have been on the same path as madden and they it would be a po a piece of shit right now too i'm hoping praying that the team that works on madden will have nothing to do with ncaa with I call it NCAA, but it's going to be college football. Uh, With this college football game, and I hope that they start fresh and realize, yes, it is the I, I I concede that point that it is the same sport on paper, but the differences between pro football and college football are innumerable. That to make it purely a reskin of Madden would be doing a disservice to college football. Not just uh, this goes beyond just the ridiculous, uh, you're facing one way and you throw a 70 yard bomb behind your back, glitch type shit it's, you've got cheerleaders, you've got marching bands, you've got, uh, the Oregon the organ, yeah. The organ the organ duck riding out on a freaking motorcycle before every game. There are things <laughs> that exist in college football that do not exist in the NFL. So you would need That's a lot of work.
1: But that's a good point too. That's who's a lot your of your gonna be as well. You get your uh, Yeah,
0: they'll get the ESPN. That,
1: that matches it'll be yeah, the that ESPN matters program. so much the dynamic because I'll tell you now, over in Matt it's Brandon Go- God and Charles Davis, and it's like, ugh. I'd rather hear, like, a cat caterwaul than
0: them. No, you're going to get Kirk Street and... Uh, who's the other guy that's usually with them? Well, ESPN people. That's who you're going to get. Uh, that's it's, what It's
2: going to be ESPN. It, it, it will be, because ESPN is basically college football. Um, they, they own, I think, 90-something percent of the bowl games... They do game day like ESPN owns college football basically. Um, so for sure, it would be through, yeah, it would be some sort of a tie in to ESPN as it has been since the beginning of time. Going back to NCAA 06, uh, you had Kirk Herbstreit. Street, uh. Brett Musburger, Lee Corso. There you
0: go. That's how it was. that was the name I was thinking of. Musburger. Yeah.
2: You had all these people that, uh, even though it, it, it's ESPN and EA Sports have been tied at the hip for over a decade, uh, probably closer to two decades now. Uh, well, so it, yeah, it's definitely going to be ESPN personalities. Yeah. That's that's a given, and I'm fine with that. I'm just more worried about. If they're uh, gonna, if they're gonna,
0: are are they gonna be able to capture the spirit of college football in video game form, like yeah. basically like the way that they were trying to do prior to, especially from the PS2, Xbox, and GameCube era, and maybe even going into early PS3 and 360 around that time.
2: Yeah, it's we'll
0: see i mean i think like so for me i I guess if you're gonna if you want to be optimistic about it i i don't think i don't know maybe because there's no official announcement of a game just well i mean they've announced that they're going to make a game but no release no it's basically it was just a logo it was just a logo that even that looks like a placeholder so there's right. nothing concrete as of yet. They're probably working out all the licensing issues and all that jazz to get it going from there. But then I would think this would maybe not this year. This might release next year. That's what I think. I, and unless they rush something out now, which I don't think they would want to do is given... EA probably wants to do it right, which maybe
2: possibly, but that's, one would that's hope. My that's my worry: is that they're they're thinking of this as a cash grab and not as.
0: But what? It's going to make
1: so much money, man.
0: Yeah, no, but but, but I. That's. I think that's the, the thing. That the if only. They... Sorry, Andrew. Let, let me just finish this thought, and you you can go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, my my thing is all right. You're going to have the negative stuff. Like Charles said, microtransactions and all that stuff. But one would hope that they would have a solid game foundation. I'm talking about game engine and all that type of stuff. I'm talking about the programming, the nitty-gritty, the glitches and all that stuff. One would hope that moving into a new generation with the PlayStation 5 and the Series X and cross my fingers, hopefully a Nintendo Switch Pro, what have you, and or PC Master Race, get your rtx 40,090 whatever they call it with the graphics card and all that stuff one would hope that hey our last engine kind of sucks and it's chugging and maybe we should make a new one from scratch using these this fancy new power that we have in these new consoles with the 4k 60 frames per second like one would hope that that would be the thinking we have to make a new engine from from the ground up and we can finally iron out some things and and innovate as we've seen in lots of YouTube videos people pointing out the stuff that's wrong with it so that might be the the silver lining is maybe this next generation will usher in a new football game hopefully maybe maybe 2k games will also throw their hat in the ring and we'll have competition which of course is good for everybody because it pushes both of them to make better games and that's my hope but I,
2: I doubt that that's going to happen and Let me just say this. This is going to be a bit of a hot take. I get that, but I don't care. If you may, if and I'm I'm talking to you now, EA Sports, and probably EA Tiburon, based out of Maitland. Um, you know, UCF is Orlando's hometown team. It is also Maitland's hometown team because Maitland, EA Tiburon, and I which coincidentally is literally right across the street from the RDV sportsplex, which is where UCF's ice hockey team plays. Maitland EA Tiburon is located probably 30 minutes away from UCF's main campus. And, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah like 30 minutes Should 30 bring 40 up Google minutes. maps on
0: the screen here
2: <laughs> I, i'm just going, I'm, you can look it up if you want I'm just going based off of rough judgment of travel time I, I lived there in the Orlando area for 12 13 years so I would hope that I would have a rough idea of how far things are uh, but more importantly Tiburon is located about 20 minutes away from downtown it's 20 10 20 minutes from downtown orlando and what is in downtown orlando downtown orlando has the fiea which is it's not related necessarily to ea but it is ucf's electronics department basically that's where all of their video games are made. They're the second best video game program in the nation, or maybe even the world. I don't remember. It's way up there. And UCF is a pipeline of talent over into EA, especially through Tiburon. And, you know, if anyone is, if anyone, they're in a prime location to get the true college experience. you can take a Lynx bus down there if you want. You know, hop on uh, I don't know how to get to you can just walk uh, you can take Route 13 or whatever up to the UCF campus. Um it's it's not that bad. Spend a, uh, spend a game or two there and you will at a packed bounce house, you will get just a glimpse of what it means to be a college football game. And if they can, and this is my hot take here, EA, I'm talking to you. If you make this game right, if you don't rush it, (laughs) you, the game hasn't been here for eight years. We can wait a little bit longer. Don't rush this. If you make this game well, include the microtransactions. If you desire, I know you probably will. But if you do this game right, you could have minimal microtransactions, and you would blow Madden out of the water. And NCAA would instantly become your best-selling series. and wouldn't be even be close. So take your time. I, I'm, I'm speaking for myself for sure, but I'm sure a majority of people would back me here. Take your time do it right set a solid foundation for the next few years because if you have to keep playing catch up you know you have glitches and all the time you have to get ready for the next game instead of having to having time to kind of reset take a breath get fix these glitches take your time do it right and I promise the people will come, and you will have an amazing. You, this is such a loyal fan base for a video game. CFB revant has been in the works for at least two years, and there is another group that reskin Madden Twenty One, Madden Twenty, Madden Twenty One. There's a group of guys who every year.
0: Well, we they we go, covered them in a past episode.
2: You know they're, who I'm talking yeah,
0: about. Yeah, no, they're they're the guys that, what well, you mentioned them earlier. They mod the past games in order to keep it going.
2: This is someone so. else. This is someone else. This is a group of guys who every year, I kid you not, go from Alabama to Wyoming, um, and re do every single roster down to the kicker to the punter they put in everyone's name they come up with names, so, so, their own statistics
0: so basically what you're saying is please do not let the amateurs outclass you
2: <laughs> yes Is that so hard mm,
0: we'll see we'll see because there are lots of video game franchises out there not just the sports video games that amateurs outclass the people making the real thing. As a Sonic the Hedgehog fan, I should know. <laughs> so...
2: But, but my, my main point in saying that is the NCAA fan base is infinitely more passionate about the game than Madden. There's something about college football, that can never be replicated in pro football. And I'm not talking video games.
0: The spirit.
2: The spirit. There is, there's something about college football. There's
0: something about Florida State and all that money and all my student loans that just makes me passionate.
2: There's something, (laughs) uh, your, your pessimism aside, there's something. To, let's take your beloved Florida State. There's something about the spirit. No, no,
0: I I understand. I mean, there's as soon as about, as soon as I go into Doe Cam, as soon as that that War chance starts going, it's like okay, yes.
2: There's, there's something about Osceola and Renegade mm-hmm. running out. Osceola fanning yeah. the spear at home at midfield. Especially when they're good. <laughs> especially when they're good. Yeah. You cannot replicate that in pro football and Am that's I, why ncaa's fan base is so much more passionate and dedicated
0: so Wabitar, are, you, are
1: you guys are you guys ready to have your mind blown go right ahead yeah, I never, no i never been to a, i never been to a college football game
0: not so even down here. wow yet.
1: okay wow. Yeah. look man law school was for law school mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you No, know, playing into that when you broke because where did i go to school to
0: local community college F. A. U. not even like one of the you know, F I the Legend free. <laughs> so I know you're yeah, yeah, oh wow. Wow. I was
1: you know, for me it was legitimately when I say full time work, it's like fifty five plus and then full time school. Your boy, you know, did not have time yeah. to go into it at that point. Ooh. And even at FAU yes. I think I was stuck on that, you know, pro level because the the best player that came out of FAU when I was there was Alfred Morris, who's still playing by the way. Um now they have Devin Singletary go Devin. You're on the Bills, and then FIU. I was like, okay, we're here for law school. I was not gonna let that mm. school get a single more contribution than what was needed. Mm. So maybe you know that's why I'm always like, I, don't know. I remember playing stuff, you know. But I was like, eh, I don't Charles, know. Charles,
2: I'm gonna say this to you right now, okay? Yes. Depending on how the virus, the virus, plays the virus. out in the summer and fall, I can't I God
0: we will <groans> get you to the FAU game at least. No
2: no 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 Sure <laughs> FAU is good and all but you, you,
0: you want if, to take a trip to Orlando.
2: If you're not willing to go up to Gainesville for your first game Hell no. which I've, I've never been to the swamp but no.
0: <laughs> the gang gets uh, Stockholm Central. <laughs> you ain't getting too. me up there.
2: Uh, I say that the three of us... You, you go, only stop
0: in Gainesville to use the toilet. Even then, you you run past it.
2: <laughs> I say the three of us go to UCF because, don't get me wrong, FAU is a nice stadium. I've been there a couple of times. It, it really is. FIU has a yeah. stadium. Um, that's so back that's back. a way
0: of putting it. They have a stadium. <laughs> but... You need you know, you want the bounce house experience. You want, you want to you want to you want to convert us. That's what it is. This is your religion in we, a we way. We
2: can go to Hard Rock Stadium if you want, but the but the eh, things are never packed. You can I can almost guarantee a sellout or a near sellout if you go up to the bounce house, and that is a better environment than a semi-packed Hard Rock Stadium any day of the week.
0: Mm. All right, guys. Oh, well, well let's, let's wrap up this topic. So, I think I don't even know what the sentiment is. It's like, it's see. a wait and see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'll it's, look happy. Yeah, okay. I want to get small segments out of the way because I haven't gotten a chance. And I wanted to get this one because, look, guys, I'm going to go to Let's Haul, y'all, because. I told you guys, like, I've been trying to, you know, beat my game backlog. And I beat 21 games over the past month, which is great. But man, there have been more dead Hall of Famers in that time. I can't keep up. I've got more of those than I do have beaten video games. And I need to get to this one. We all have to get to this one. A big one. Big one over the past week. So, uh, Hank Aaron, guys. Henry Aaron. Uh, That's the big one. That is the megaton that went down. And I... Whew, the, the accolades. The sheer amount of things that this man did in his Major League career. And then on top of that, the stuff he did off the field. The civil rights stuff. All of that. Everything for, for the, the, the Atlanta george alabama the south area can't i can't even i this this would be a massively long segment if i try to put everything that this man's did in a segment but at the very least i'm gonna mention him here We, we we all need to pay our respects to what i would assume many people believe still is the true home run king of baseball so Hank Aaron made it to the Hall of Fame class of 1982. Right fielder, primarily most of his career. Went to the Allen Institute in Mobile, Alabama. Was not drafted back then. He played originally in the Negro Leagues with the Indianapolis Clowns, a very prestigious Negro League team. Then moved on over to and signed with the Milwaukee Braves who then moved over to Atlanta. And then he ended his career by going back to Milwaukee and playing for the Brewers. 25 All-Star teams, most in Major League history. From 1955 to 1975, Hank Aaron was at the All-Star game. 25 times, 25 years. 1957 NL MVP. 1957 World Series champion. When the Milwaukee Braves defeated the New York Yankees. Three-time gold glove winner. I can't believe it's just three times. Two-time NL batting champion. Four-time NL home run champion. He only led the league four times in those 20 in, in all those years. And all those years and he hit that I mean just a ton of home runs obviously. Four-time NL RBI champion. Second most career home run, 755. A career 305 batting average. 3,771 hits. If he took away all of his home runs, he would still hit 3,000. Number 44 retired in both Milwaukee and Atlanta. And Major League Baseball record still. Most RBIs in, his, in the career. Most total bases. Most extra base hits. And most all-star teams. Got the highest civilian honor in the United States when he was awarded the Medal of Freedom by George W. Bush. And he even got what is essentially the highest civilian honor in Japan, the Order of the Rising Sun, as well. He got one of those, too. Woo, man. That is Hank Aaron appeared on Happy Days as well in an episode. Made a guest appearance there. Of course that was now you know you've made it when you're on Happy Days. Yeah, and It was set in Milwaukee. So there there you go. Yeah, true. It was set in Milwaukee. Yeah. Uh yeah. so there is uh that that's Hank Aaron, guys. Uh, I don't know that that's just the career stuff. That's just the career stuff. True home run king to you guys, I would I would assume. Andrew, I know you you believe that. I would think so. Uh
2: I don't know. Uh, my, your, my, you, the steroid my era, yeah. Is, my heart is telling me that he is, but my mind says to mm. say that that it's uh, it's
0: up to interpretation. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know it's a controversial. I, thing.
2: I have cognitive dissonance because yeah. I am fully on board of the Barry Bonds, the steroid users, pre sanctions. Mm should be in the hall should be eligible for the hall of fame indeed to say that and then to say that barry bonds is not the home run king is a bit hypocritical
0: Mm. yeah i guess maybe
2: so my my heart is telling me one thing which is hank aaron is the home run king but then my mind is telling me you can't have it both ways bucko yeah I want to add something. I want to add another interesting note for our, our dear friend Hank Aaron here. He at one point hit cross grip. Did you know that?
0: Whoa, interesting. I mean, he had a pretty oh, he hasn't he has an iconic swing. He does, no doubt. Uh, there's a but, there's a gigantic statue of him at the uh, Truist Park or field. I, I I don't know what they call it. Truist whatever in Atlanta. It's just massive, but it is that that iconic, like, like just throw the barrel at the bat right there, and then like it, it, it's a form that people don't even teach, and it's like, hey man, there's there's it, lot there there are baseball coaches who try to teach you know how to the mechanics and all that stuff, but it was like Hanker and you you find your batting stance, you find your swing, and if it works, it works. People said the same thing about our Lord and Savior Derek Jeter's swing and batting as well, but the guy got 3,000 hits too, so yeah, it, it works, had, it I works
2: had, I had a great little, I had a great coach in t-ball who I, you know, everyone was, you know, doing a standard you know, knees slightly bent, you know, legs slightly shoulder width apart, but I had a real funky stance comparatively, kind of like a, a less severe Jeff Bagwell you know, no wonder, no
0: wonder you're fire thighs. <laughs> <laughs> the compliment and insult. I, I guess for the podcast viewers out there, I'm gonna I'm gonna put up the screen of of Jeff Bagwell's stance. But uh, Jeff Bagwell basically looked like he was sitting down, while he was, uh, was on a very low the, the bench.
2: Best, the best way that I can describe it is the 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 feet width of Moises Alu with the... and then distance from the ground, kind of like halfway between Alu and Bagwell. And then the feet not so turned in, so...
0: Yeah, Moises Alu's pigeon-toed
2: feet. So it was... And I have a... I've basically not changed my stance since T-Ball, but... And the other thing is I don't take a load step when I hit, I just swing. I don't, you know, lift my foot up initially and everyone in their mother and, and father, I guess, was saying, no, you're doing it wrong. But my t-ball coach said, you know, you do you. And I was pretty decent hitter. All righty. But yeah, screw the rules, man. Hank Aaron hit cross grip if you want, throw your weight toward the ball you hit 755 home runs, you seem to know what you're doing.
0: Yeah, 3,000 hits, 305. (laughs) Batting average, career batting average, yeah.
2: And then Uh one other thing I'd like to add, which kind of choked me up a little bit, was on his way to be buried, Mm -hmm. the funeral procession stopped by and drove past Fulton County Stadium, well, what was, and did a brief pause at the spot, at the spot of the 715th home run.
0: Yeah, yeah because the 715 so yeah, yeah because in the parking lot with of the former Turner Field, now Georgia State Stadium, they still have if you look at it on a map, if you look at it on a map from above, you can see the outline in the parking lot of what was Fulton County Stadium, which was a cookie cutter so you see the big giant circle, and then they have I guess a replica of the fence and the area that that home run landed at. So that is still there. I think home plate is also somewhere in that parking lot as well. So you can you can go there if you're in Atlanta and recreate that moment if you want to. And yes people were over there paying their respects and leaving flowers there too. Alright guys. Well we are at the halfway point. So you guys know what that means, right? What does it mean, Francisco? It is a word from our non-sponsors, people, places, things, concepts, what have you, that you, um, we've been enjoying over the last week or so. And uh, I don't know who wants to start this week. Who wants well, to this,
1: go? Uh, Andrew wasn't here, well, last, he was, week,
0: he was he here last week. Yeah. He was, was here last week. I was here last week. Yeah, when Gabrielle, he brought Gabrielle on. You know, oh, that's right. Know that. Yeah.
1: there you go maybe the anesthesia did hit in
0: between
1: (laughs) there it is well since i put my foot in my mouth i'll start how about that (laughs) um fellas all due respect andrew you 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 know what happened is you mentally prepared me that you were going to be here today so i had to think of an alternate for you i just like hearing your dulcet tones and your uh your (laughs) jeff bagwell your jeff bagwell stances my stances are terrible i did softball when I was like in my 20s with my ex-girlfriend at that time, who I worked with, and I kind of looked like I was a um, a woodcutter, you know. I think I have a photo. I'll send it to you guys so you can laugh about it. It was good times, good times. So, you know, boys, I usually when I do these things, it's food, it's a video game, but it's never what I'm watching, right? Because I gotta get my means of entertainment to any way, shape, or form that I can god dang it rayman you're killing me this will definitely not be my non-sponsor I be completely but i work out at home you know i won't go back to the gym yet because i don't want to put family at risk and stuff like that um not that i don't trust my gym i don't trust the patrons of my gym to kind of take up to the standards and take the virus seriously so i miss you know the heavy weights and things like that but it has given me an excellent opportunity to catch up on some of my shows that i've been neglecting and i'm almost done with this particular show so i'm about to really sound like the man child that i am but i have been i'm on the fifth and final season halfway through the final season of nickelodeon's TMNT series that came out in 2012 and you guys it is just beautiful it is wonderful it's just so good i've it's heard the, that one is i guess good one oh it guys it's just ridiculously good it is the cgi rendition. now here's yeah. the thing that everybody should know about me and ninja turtles I love me the Ninja Turtles. I love them. It's like the first toys I remember. I read some of the comics as an adult. I was religious to the television show that came out my time in like the 80s and the 90s when we were wee babes. I, I was religious that. to- re- I love that show. Oh oh they're so good i was religious in the movies i always make sure to watch the first movie once a year near my birthday time and in fact i have watched it during my birthday there's a nostalgia attachment that you feel alive man you feel alive and it's so great my favorite ninja Turtles is raphael um even though i love all of them favorite yeah. ones raphael uh page turco is not my original april Neal, but she's a babe even with uh OG April. I forgot her name right now. I think it touched a bit J from Juliet, but it'll come to me at some point. But I loved them. I even saw the the nasty movies that came out with Ma- Megan Fox. I wasn't crazy about them. You know, my problem with the, uh, the the ones that came out with Michael Bay is I actually like the turtle run there, even though they're kind of stupid, but uh, the human actors are just for no fun it, It's just silly movies, but I always had a funny, even the bad one, like Samurai, the turtles in, in time, one of the best super NES ones. And if I had children, God forbid we put there on the world. My last name is such a hard name to kind of put names to for baby children, but I recognize, and I realize that Leonardo three, Donatello three, Michelangelo through, Rafael Dre can't use that because he's a Dominican Republic dictator, oh, which hurts because he's my favorite one. You don't know how many Dominican girlfriends I've had that we argue about it. But it was just so perfect. So it's been like a year and a half awesome, because I remember I watched the first two seasons about five years ago, but on Hulu They've had it. So I've been watching it as I work out because my watch, my working out binge was like Breaking Bad to redo everything so I could watch El Camino. But I, I picked it up and I went straight into it. I went straight to season two. So season one's good. It's the typical intro. Season two is very good. Season three slow. I'm not a big fan of season three because they take out of the hole. They go to the O'Neill Estates in the woods. Season four was excellent. That's why I'm sponsoring right now. Season four, the back nine, those final five, six episodes were just fantastic for me who wants that adult story-driven storyline and some turtle humor coming into it and man i love being a turtle because they got super shredder in there and
0: can i give spoilers for something that's like nine years later i can I mean, do that right what, Super to... sh- like okay yeah i remember the second tmnt when we at the goo inside of them and super shredder the ooze and all. yeah okay never mind well, uh, is the well same-
1: essentially like Shredder kill splinter i'm just saying that right now mm. not once but twice but that's where season three comes into with season four but the next episode doesn't screw around it's like sort of like we're gonna no kill this guy i'm like what is this what <laughs> so they go and they launch the assault capital take notes holy crap those four turtles with casey and april with like psychic powers it's fully developed go and they take out a lot of the underlings bebop and Rocksteady show show and then it's a fight on the rooftop with fire and everybody gets a little bit except for Leo and Sherry go into it. I'm just sitting there because I have an affinity. I love me some good old Japanese movies, you know, samurai movies. You know, Ghost of Shishima was a love. They did a PlayStation wrap-up of how many hours I put into a game. 67. I'm not proud, but I take it. Um, even though Raph was my favorite, I knew Leo had be a big guy. And, fellas, it was just so beautiful. And then we got to season five, and now they're just kind of doing it as the Tales of Ninja Turtles or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where it's just like little story yeah. arcs that mm-hmm. can lead the way. Mm-hmm. But it was just perfect. And if anybody was angry that I spoiled that bit of the information, it came out in 2012, showing it like four years ago. Just go watch it. It's yeah, they're okay. they're it's on fine. a new series at this moment. So yeah, which I'm not going to watch that one. They have mythical powers. But I have thoroughly enjoyed it because it looks childish, but it's really just well-grounded. Nickelodeon has a – they have a very good way of kind of doing that, a show that seems childish at first, but there's a lot of adult overtones in there. Mm -hmm. Case in point, Avatar. I never watched The Last Airbender. It was after my time. And then it came on Netflix uh, six months ago, and everyone was like, give it a try, man. You like anime, do this. I'm like, I don't want to. The kid sounds whiny, and I'm going to hate everybody. And I thought it was very good. I don't think that's perfect, uh, but that was very good. So TFNT has just been a good enjoyment. So if you kind of want to get into that mix where there's good – I mean – really if this was what it wanted to be that grittiness then we see people getting beheaded all the time but you're not gonna get that on the kid show but it's not really a kid yeah. show so it hits that adult tone it's a connection of all phases of my life it seems that way between young charles because T- i did watch the 2003 show as well i didn't think that was bad um, I thought it was just a little different. I played the video games. I like the even the 2007 TMNT movies. So I feel like there's always like Ganon and Link and Zelda always coming back to the same time period of resurrection. There's always going to be the Ninja Turtles and Charles. So TMNT on Hulu right now, Nickelodeon TMNT from 2012, not the new one that's there. Go watch it. I think it's great. It's fantastic. Season four really just kept me so grounded because they're in space and then they go back to handle some stuff.
0: I like it a lot. Promo code. What else? Cowabunga. <laughs> nice, very good, very good. You want to go up next, uh, Andrew? Sorry. Or... Uh, you go. Okay, I will go. All right, gentlemen. So, New Year's resolutions. Got a few of them. I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. Doing right with the weight loss. All right, doing, you know, I, I'm trying to lose ten pounds this coming month in February. You know, I, I did well the last month. Just, I'm, I'm fighting, man. It is, it is a, it is a slog. Once you get past the first 15 pounds, after that, it's like, ooh, my body does not want to let go. But that, I'm, that's a whole different thing. Another resolution of mine. Video games. Lots of video games. Been beating a lot of video games. Currently in the toughest challenge yet, Metal Gear Solid 5. Oh boy, it is. It's gonna take me a while. That's gonna take me a month or so just to beat because I am taking my sweet old time. But I am trying to beat other games in between. Luckily, those those NES games, Super Nintendo games, those classic ones, uh, you can get them out of the way pretty quickly. All of this requires planning. This is the first time I've ever tried to plan my video game playtime. You know, because I, as much as I am a man child, there is part of the adultness there and i have to be an adult and i have a job and and i have to do things and i can't just play video games all the time like i used to when i was a kid or a teenager so it requires planning and i've been using this very handy website howlongtobeat.com that is my non-sponsor for today folks howlongtobeat.com they have pretty much every single video game ever made in their catalog here. Just you type it in. let's 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 put a good one out there. I, I played a little bit of this on the, the emulator uh, a couple days ago just to have that little nice nostalgia hit Metroid Prime, one of my f- most favorite games of all time. Metroid Prime. great game. about fourteen hours long if you've never played it. So they, they have all the categories here. You, you create your own profile. You start adding the video games that you want to add there. And they have different categories. They have uh, people who are currently playing it. So you can, you can mark what category you want them to go in. 1,500 people have it in their backlog. Those people need to get going on that because this is a classic game that, that is an absolute joy to play through. 91 replay, so 91 people are replaying this game because it is it is man, I, I love this game. Ooh, three percent retired, so three percent of people are no longer playing this game. And what the hell is wrong with them? You have to play this game again every once in a while, every few years. 90 percent rating, so you can rate the games after you're done with them, and uh, give your thoughts on them as well. And 1,300 people who are using the site have beaten the game that's probably a higher number but uh yeah and and then they have different when you beat the game you can add how much time it took you to beat the game and that's how they create this website and and aggregate all of these scores and, and and play times of everybody so you can get an average for a game that you have not beaten yet i mean a game that you've you've gotten you're like man i don't know if i want to play this because it might take forever well this gives you an idea people have beaten the main story of metroid prime 14 hours long but main story plus extras 15 and a half hours long so if you you play some of the the extra stuff there i don't know what more extra stuff is in metroid prime i mean there's some metroid fusion stuff if you hook it up to your game boy advance uh but that, that's a, that's a different thing that's not really an extra storyline and in completionist if you want a hundred percent the game it takes about 18 and a half hours long and then all styles 15 and a half hours long so that's that's how they do it and then you see how people play you can even sort it by console people who played it emulated people who played the original on the gamecube people who played the re-release in the trilogy for the wii and the re-release of the trilogy on the Wii U. So that's that's how people have been playing this game. So you, you got all of that. And my backlog is about 200 games long. <laughs> so it's not going to go down very quickly. And Amazon keeps giving me free games. So that's going to be a problem. But I'm hoping to get my goal for the year. I have like 36%. Of my overall games are in the backlog that I haven't beaten. I'm hoping to get that down to 25%. If I get it down to 25%, I have, I have uh, accomplished something in in the year. That that would be a massive accomplishment. But there are lots of little games, and right now it's it's I have high tier games, middle tier games, and low tier games. Low tiers are the guy ga- are the games that are like they're like under two hours. Then you have the ones that are plus that five to. 5 to like 20 hours long those are like the middle games and then you got the big ones you got those big RPGs The Witcher Metal Gear Solid anything like that which is going to be 50 plus hours long and and those you just kind of have to you have to make a commitment to it and Charles just did that with Breath of the Wild and I'm doing that with Metal Gear Solid 5 so doing it with Odyssey oh uh, yeah that yeah that's right to kind of get there yeah Assassin's Creed Odyssey and, and I, I, I'm no I have no shame I will play games on easy mode. I will play games with cheat codes. I will play games with video walkthroughs. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I just want to beat them, get them out of the way. And I beat 21 in the last month, so doing good. Promo code,
2: manchild. My non-sponsor is the New York Times Crossword Puzzle app. Ew. Yes, the New York Times is, has the notorious crossword puzzles. I don't play those, but I have a running competition with the other RCFD mods in something that they call, that New York Times called minis, which are significantly smaller. They're at most 5 by 5 puzzles, but usually smaller because they have little chunks taken out. That's a lot of fun. I usually can fi- finish them in under a minute. Really? the best oh, I've done and the difficulty varies from day to day but I think the quickest I've done one was in 12 seconds oof
0: yeah be you anyone dropping in for the first time is going to be seriously confused <laughs> sports goose you're we're always the, going we're to be the seriously very confused.
2: honest trench of sports <laughs> yeah
0: welcome <laughs> welcome. welcome Wanting more welcome to the abyss welcome to rock bottom please enjoy enjoy the sulfur volcanoes
2: so yeah that that's my non-sponsor is the new york times crossword puzzle app promo code i don't know crossword why not i i'm not really good usually with
0: you're not good with words as we're doing the crossword
2: (laughs) right i'm not good with coming up with promo codes
0: yeah Uh.
1: i had an easy one so it's okay oh you can't beat Calabunga. It's their own damn
0: catchphrase
2: all right let's oh, move what we should do now what we should enter the cage
0: well that's what i was gonna throw it out to because For we sure. are we, we're at an hour 33 minutes that's a good enough time to to close out the end of the show the other segments i'm gonna roll over to to next week anyways and uh, yeah Super
1: Bowl predictions do you want to touch on that or nah. not play Magic?
0: match yeah. nah it doesn't Tom Brady like, ring number
1: 20 it's I like, mean
0: honestly I don't really care who wins either way to be honest do you want to yeah. trash Jimmy Butler no no because then next like he's having a great game and I'll, I want him to to absolutely ravage me if that happens so no no that's no we, we leave Jim, we leave Man Crush Monday alone all right that's fine. We'll, we'll move on to next week. Uh, 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 Players of the week: NBA, Nikola Jokic and James Harden. There you go. That's that's my NBA stuff. There you go. All right. And NHL, Panthers are great right now. Blah 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 blah. Boo boo boo. All right.
1: Oh, you go, girl.
0: These are <laughs> cup events. You just want to go to the cage?
2: It's okay. Set up my graphic. Yeah, We're doing yeah, this. we
0: we yeah we can, That's still well, a thing.
2: Hold, hold on, I I want. Give me a couple of minutes for you go, girl, because I want to discuss. We have the Isabel Cup coming up this week.
0: Oh, okay then, then do it. I mean, give let's, me five let's... minutes to discuss. Oh, okay, Let, let's let's do it then.
2: All right, so excuse for a reason. So Isabel Cup for anyone who doesn't know is the is the championship trophy for the national women's hockey league the nwhl it is named after the daughter of it is named after lady isabel gathorne hardy who is the daughter of lord stanley frederick stanley i should say 16th earl of derby who is the namesake for the nhl's stanley cup first awarded in 2016. this season is kind of funky Oh, 2020. That was last year's. Yeah, right. I, that's that's what confused me. Yeah,
0: that was what I was say. Like, uh, they, they wouldn't but, announce this thing with NBC Sports if it was canceled right now. That would suck. It's like it, it's like the like the South Park meme, and it's gone.
2: <laughs> so, but they they're doing the twenty twenty one though this weekend.
0: Okay, yeah, that's it's, it's, yeah. so. Boston won it in twenty sixteen. Buffalo in seventeen. Eighteen was by. The I guess, New York Riveters, and Minnesota won in 2019. So they are the defending champions.
2: So the league has six teams, but two teams have withdrawn, which means – and normally how it goes is there's kind of like a play-in in in the top four teams – go through to the semifinals, and then two teams are just eliminated. But because two teams have opted out, which are the Connecticut Whale and the Riveters, if I remember correctly. So, okay, so I was right. So it was the Riveters and the Whale are out. So the remaining teams are the Boston Pride, the Minnesota Whitecaps, the Buttes, and the Toronto Six. I forget which city the Buttes are in. Buffalo, Buffalo Buttes. Thank yeah. you. So the pride, uh, Boston, uh, Boston will play Minnesota in the semifinal. Buffalo will play Toronto in the semifinal winner of those goes on to the final. Those games will be played. The semis are on Thursday and the finals on Friday will be aired exclusively on NBCSN and they will be coming to you live from the historic Herb Brooks Arena in Lake Placid, New York, which is famously known for the 1980 Miracle on Ice. Hence so,
0: the name of Herb Brooks. Herb Brooks.
2: So, for anyone who wants some professional hockey this weekend, where a championship is on the line, head over to MB- the soon-to-be departed NC- NBCSN for some N uh, for NWHL Isabel Cup action it'll be curious it'll be interesting to see who will take home the trophy this year all right and that is why you go girl
0: (laughs) there we go and oh and the games
2: are on actually the the games are on
0: twitch if you live outside the u.s or or i guess you could watch Uh, it on twitch too i don't know if or i don't know how nbc is gonna have it i don't know if they'll they'll block it on twitch but it'll be available elsewhere but of course you can get one of those vpns and out around well, right, well, either way it's you'll find it there are ways to watch it which is and it's a good thing you get a you get a, a women's hockey game on a national scale for i know what is essentially a dying channel but but it, it'll probably be one of the last few significant things nbc sports will be broadcasting in their final year
2: all right well you got the stanley Cup coming up in a- i know
0: that's the last few the last few they'll have right. they'll have that and then some other stuff so yeah they won't block the <laughs> games in the u.s okay all right well let's charles shall we shall which is
1: we? perfect because i just finished this rayman painting as we all oh i didn't finish it whatever doesn't matter <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Yeah, you, Welcome to- everybody. Your weekly Trueplex the Cage with Charles. Now remember, wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It is a fight. It is a staged fight. Sure, but it is a story about men and women being the holy hell of each other. Men and women chasing championship. Men and women chasing glory, any ways, shapes, means, or form. And we are chasing glory, folks, because what was last uh, Sunday or this Sunday just passed? The Royal Rumble. What do we know about the Royal Rumble? 30 men, 30 women enter. Last person standing over top rope eliminations. Every 90 seconds, those people come out. Starts at one, two. Last person standing. Guaranteed title shot to WrestleMania. Unless there's some screwy stuff coming in. We have a suspicion. Let's talk about that. What else was going on in the wrestling this weekend? New Japan. New beginnings. Title match. Never openweight championship. Hiroshi Tanahashi. Challenging Shingo Takagi. My dude. What else is going on? Not too much anywhere else right now at the moment. Because we already knew. Charles is going to spend a lot of time talking about this segment. We already know about it. We already knew it was going to be the Royal Rumble, but let's get a little bit of that New Japan out of the way. I'll I'll do my little briefs of AEW. I'll watch it this week. I really don't know what's going on. They have Beach Break going on this uh, Wednesday on Dynamite. Uh, Main match, I know that's happening. They're going to do Jon Moxley, Pac, and Ray Phoenix versus... Kenny Omega in the club or the bullet club, whatever they want to call it, the iterations of the good brothers in there in a six man tag team match going on. Um, They're still doing that joint brand cross reference. They might bring it up over into new Japan. Very relevant because we mentioned John Moxley. Why? He showed up on new Japan strong, which is the U S show that they have and challenged, not challenged necessarily, but beat up Kenta. Kenta has a briefcase for a guaranteed United States title shot because new Japan has the U S championship there that he won months ago. Moxley. Because the virus and travel restrictions has not been able to go and defend that title in New Japan, but instead of stripping off of him, they're going to be doing something else with it. They were just going to let him hold that title and delay it, even though they stripped him once already because he couldn't defend the title with staph infection. So they just gave it Lance Archer and all this other nonsense. But it's interesting because now we might be cross-branding with not two platforms, but three platforms, Impact Wrestling, New Japan, and AEW. Do we go bigger? Do we try to include MLW, Major League Wrestling? I haven't talked about them, but there's some good wrestlers on there, including Jacob Fatu, and I'm a big fan of Selena Arena. They also have L.A. Parker, LaParka Jr. You know, those are some callbacks, right, on top of a few other people there. How far is this reach that they want to go for? I don't know. Let's see. But bringing it back to New Japan, they had the New Beginnings um, pay-per-view. They only had one main title shot, one singles title shot going on because they're going to do other uh, pay-per-view events, including Koto Ibushi versus Sonata for the I.G.W.P. and Intercontinental and Heavyweight Championship. I'm sick of the double belts, you guys. I hate it. I like, you know, I like uh, titles having a defined line of placement: mid card, lower card, main event card, co-main event, tag titles. The double belt is not working, and I don't think you can reunify or you can unify the Intercontinental title and the heavyweight championship because there's so much prestige in both titles that you lose out on the Intercontinental title. But the Never open weight Heavyweight Championship, I haven't watched it fully. i watched YouTube clips. I know it was banging between the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Known for his high-end finisher, the low-high flow or high-fly flow. I can never say it correctly. Forgive me. I can barely say my own name. That's why Andrew likes to play the games of, hey, Charles, name this Russian hockey player. I'm like, I hate you. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> um, but Tanahashi, 46, still the face of New Japan, along with Kazuko Kata on top of a few other people going out there for the Never open Openweight Championship. A little background about him. He is a several-time winner of the um, – I can never say it right. Is it the – IWGP Heavyweight Championship, the Intercontinental Championship, uh, G1 Climax winner, just known for being Mr. Russell King alongside Kazuo Kata. never challenged for the Never Openweight title. Now, the Never Openweight title, if I had to bring into a WWE component of it, is even if, even though New Japan has a US Championship title, I would say that that's like the relevance of it. Um, not counting the WWE's US title that has, which is currently on Bobby Lashley, who's dominating. And even though Moxley has the US championship over in New Japan, it's just the level of prestige, what you can do from it because the last couple of challengers and last couple of champions have really kind of solidified it as a, a working title, a brutal title to defend. You had Shingo Takagi who had it and then before him was Minoru Suzuki, the king, my other boy, Mr. Scary Man who beat the hell out of you um, just because he wants to. Love that kind of tenacity. Tomohiro Ishii well Shingo had it prior as well to Minoru because Minoru beat him. And then Tomohiro Ishii had it. Hiroki Goto had it. Just a long line of like brutal kind of guys. I mean, Tomohiro Ishii is the some pit bull, man. We respect that. We love that. The guy's like five foot three. He'd beat the hell out of you. But Tanahashi never held that title. That title, I believe, came into existence 2009. Don't quote me on it. There's actually a... NEVER is an acronym. It's like New Era, Valiant. All the stuff that kind of comes in, don't ask me to testify to it. I don't know, right? But it's definitely something that has built some great matches. And from what I saw in the highlights, it was a banger. Shingo Takagi and Hiroshi have this kind of chemistry that came into it, even their promos. I mind you, I don't speak Japanese, so when I watch the promos, I get that closed captioning on. But Hiroshi just goes to him, it's like he's like, you've made me find passion in wrestling again. It's like, I love you. I have confessed my feelings to you. I want to have this match with you. And then Shingo and all his smirk is like, unfortunately, I don't feel the same way for you. I'm like, this is hysterical. I love it. I I like, they're just sitting in the ring. Like six guys are just sitting there. It's great. Um, The way they kind of did that back and forth. The match was good. It ends with... um, him, Tanahashi, hitting the high fly flow onto Shingo. Little thing about Shingo because I was on a tour last week because I talked about him last week prepping up this match. I was watching a lot of his PWG stuff, his uh, Noah stuff. The guy is just so cool. He's kind of known as like the last dragon uh, or the dragon. And so his whole finish is called the last of the dragon. It's so cool. <laughs> it's like a Death Valley driver going into a leg drop. I'm just so about it. His whole attire just spe- speaks like Japanese culture. He comes out with like a dragon. Uh, Japanese love-
0: the Japanese love self filating their culture for sure like, and, and listen like, you know unlike the like ghost of Sushi- tsushima was like like their game of the year basically
1: <laughs> you know hey, hey, hey man it, it was almost mine and even though i won't go as far as that youtube spammer was saying on me shingo you're a good man dude <laughs> you're a good man he <laughs> lost that title's not in Hirohoshi great Karn is challenging for it now, because that's the thing about new Japan. You don't have really number one contender matches. You just kind of set up the new feud, get you get your butt beat by the next challenger post-match. It's kind of formulaic, whatever. Um, there's more stuff coming in. Coda is eventually going to go get Sonata. I want to know what we're doing. Will Osprey. I want to know what we're doing. with I Kata. Uh, what are we going to, are we going to continue that feud from Wrestle kingdom? They're former chaos stable mates. Now they're not much doing of anything. I think Coda or not Coda, um, Kazuko's probably going to look at Kota a little bit to give Kota the rub, lose to him and all that stuff. Um, I know Will Ospreay was going against, and forgive me because I cannot pronounce names, Satoshi or something of the nature. I'm just so bad at it. And it doesn't help that the New Japan doesn't have all the time English commentators and broadcasters. So I'm like going hooked on phonics, Japanese wrestler edition. I'm like, come on, man. I've watched like all 150 episodes of Dragon Ball super like subbed. Why can't I just say a name? What is this? But I digress. All in all, I, when the match becomes available, I will watch in full. I did like the highlights of it. Go Shingo Tuyagi. Good job, Tana. I don't think you needed the title, but at some point you have to complete the Lexi. Bigger news, bigger stories. The Royal Rumble happened Sunday, you guys. I had a fun pleasure just to kind of watch it with my buddies in a group chat that we have um because we used to do that back in the day but we have it was drinking rules that came into it i regretted that the next day but i was able to work and function as a human being but then i realized i'm 31 years old i thought it was a good pay-per-view i don't really like to go into the whole dave Meltzer mindset and giving like you know, stars and ratings but sometimes at a pay-per-view i'll say it's a watch don't watch it just skip a few matches i think it's something that you watch you know start to finish it was a smaller car i think it was like three and a half hours long they move the women's tag team championship onto the pre-show, so it was Charlotte and Asuka defending their tag titles against the former champions Nia Jax and Shannon Baszler. I'll say it right now: I don't care about the tag team um, women's division, not because I'm against it, is because Vince has not done anything with it in the almost two years of it being in existence to actually get some prominence. And the fact that it can't get any storyline on the Raw or SmackDown or even NXT because that title has to be defended across all brands. Um, it, it should be defended. Why? Because NXT is doing the women's Dusty uh, Classic. The Dusty Classic is, it's basically a tag team tournament. Whoever wins gets a guaranteed title shot at whatever division tag team champions is there. So NXT has the men's version and the women's version, but there's the NXT men's tag team titles. But the women's tag team titles all around the main roster, but they don't do enough to cross brand it. They should cross brand it because with the, uh, the virus, um, you're not on the road traveling. So you can have people appear on the show. They tried a little bit, but it made it lose sight. But what happened in that match was Charlotte – Ric Flair is back. I love me some Ric Flair. I don't need Ric Flair in my pay-per-views anymore. I'm just saying it right now. They have him with uh, Lacey Evans, who is now tormenting Charlotte. I I guess they're trying to do this whole like, oh, you know, I'm with your daddy now kind of storyline but not like fully – I don't know why Rick's trying to go against Charlotte, considering the fact that in the beginning of her career, he was just helping her all the time. But whatever. They want to do weird stuff, explanation. I don't care. I wasn't really invested in that match anyway. Everybody did their parts, but it led to Lacey screwing over Charlotte, Asuka, and Shayna and Nia won the titles back. Okay, fine. It affected on Monday a little bit because Asuka is the Women's Raw Championship. They tried to get a number one contenders match for the tag titles, so, you know, Asuka likes winning. Charlotte, once again, got distracted and left the match to go beat up Lacey, leaving to herself. So we're getting an Asuka heel turn. I'm going to love it. It's going to be chef's kiss because I'm sick of Asuka being pushed down, you guys. You know I've been proponent of her for so long. Give me what I want. Have her and Charlotte at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and they can beat the hell out of each other, and have Asuka win. Get that definitive win because his title has not done anything. But bigger things are happening, boys, because I hyped up a couple of matches. So, Goldberg McIntyre happens. Goldberg versus it was like six minutes goldberg cannot go in the ring he's a he, he's a very sweaty man he is sweaty like me seeing you know a new taco bell menu mm. i don't even think they gave him his entrance the match didn't even really fully start it started with like it's, it's great so goldberg tries to hit drew drew does the spear on goldberg and then – because we had bets on this, because I'm like, all right, Goldberg's a win. Let's just rip this band-aid off and get it done with because last time him and the Fiend fought at the uh, one of the Saudi Arabia matches, pay-per-views, the Fiend lost. So I'm just ready to hate my life. Um, they tried to make it like physical. Goldberg was coming in these weird shorts kind of very Brock Esner-esque. It's not Goldberg's attire. We didn't get to see the intro. I was kind of sad that he didn't concuss himself hitting a door, but Vince probably told him not to. <laughs> then He, he oh, does God. that, man. And then he tried to jackhammer Drew. Drew's a big man. You can even see in that photo. Drew's humongous. He's like 6'5", 240, all muscle, man. His balls are probably heavier than anything Goldberg's ever lifted. And he had to try to lift that up into a jackhammer. And he couldn't complete it uh, fully because Drew landed awkwardly. To me, it looked like he landed awkwardly because it was more like heel first. So they tried to make it like this whole tough physical thing. And then it was over. Drew hit him with like two claymores and it was done, and then it was like a show of respect, um, <sighs> drop the title. And the problem is now we're going to have Drew and Sheamus, and I really don't want that to be the Mania match because I like Drew enough. I think he would be better as a heel champion. But you see you see the spear, move stealing. That's all Goldberg could do. He didn't even, he like two spears, I think. But he was already sweaty. He was already sweaty right here. He was sweaty like me at that Taco Bell menu the other day when I was getting that bacon wrapped but It was fantastic. Um, but you're ruining... Drew's credibility as a champion, because remember, this is his second run as the uh, WWE champion. He lost the title for like a minute to Randy, he gained it back. Yeah, that spear for the barricade was just to make it seem like Drew was dying. I, I just don't I don't like it. But how is it that you're going to tell me that Drew has a credible reign when he could go against a guy who could barely go in the ring for six minutes? It doesn't. And even though he's a legend in their eyes as a Hall of Famer, he can't go. It's not like a certain other Hall of Famer. Who showed up at the Royal Rumble? But we're not going to get that yet. Let me get some sound matches out of the way. I know you're all excited, Andrew. We're going to talk about it. It's going to be great. Um, women's Championship match defended Carmella versus Sasha Banks. It was fine. I think their prior match at TLC was better. But I think it was a good feud concluder. Um, good for Sasha. She retained. She's going to feud on. We're going to see what happens. WWE Universal Championship. Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, Part 3. This is where Charles got a little bit too... Uh, fun with the drink a drink going on there because me and my buddies if if you guys want to see what real drinkers are drink games are don't go to UCF come to Casa de Trujillo and we'll show you what it is because it was a last man standing match you know what we did boys you have to drink for every count that comes in and here's the standard about the last man standing matches you know they like to start with the whole one two three so for anybody who hasn't followed wrestling so I can explain you win if your opponent can't get up to their two feet by the count of ten plain and simple, right? You have to be updated. On. So the whole process of like, you're seeing this referee going one, two, three counting. And they're, they'll start that spot immediately. And you're like, Oh God, my liver. And then there was a lot of like multiple, like eight to nine counts. I am like, I'm going to die. I am not 22 anymore. Why am I doing this? But you get to the vibe, you're enjoying yourself. It's great. The match itself was very good up until the end, but there were some crazy sequences that were coming in that my semi sober self was like, what's this happening? Kevin Owens got ran over by a golf cart. <laughs> So that, that was great. It would just kind of remind me of like that beep, beep, Momo, right here. Like it, it was – they went to like the backstage arena and Kevin was there, and it was a perfect capture because he just gets run over by the golf cart. And I'm like, what is this? I loved it because it's two men for the last two months who have history together trying to beat the holy hell out of each other. That's kind of how you do it. And there was and, – and with these last man standing matches or a lot of matches themselves, there's always going to be spots – so you had that weird delay. So okay, we'll let certain things pass. But there was a point where Owens had Roman kind of like down and he went on he raised a forklift. And I thought he was gonna put the forklift on Roman to win. I was like so excited. Cause even though I know Roman was gonna win, the best thing about wrestling is when you believe it. When you believe that the impossible is going to happen and there was a part of me that thought that Owens was gonna win and I loved it. It was so good. So yeah, this is one of the spots that Coming in, but is not the one I'm talking about that I'm saying, but he's on top of the forklift and he does like a swanton off the, um, the forklift and he lands onto him. It was crazy. I was like, oh, this is great because one, these are big men. So gravity is not as kind compared to my noodle self if I was jumping off of it. Two, they're already kind of beat up because even though you're taking these spots and you can have all the padding in the world – it hurts. It could be dangerous. We saw what happened to Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara, remember, where Matt clear-cut got knocked the hell out. There was no point of return. They still continue that match. Still angry about that, Tony Khan. Still follow us on Twitter, at J-O-J-R, Dan Charles True Sports groups. go do that fun stuff. The ending of the match ruined everything for this because they botched it. Um, it was great. Owens had it where he had Reigns handcuffed at the very bottom of like this barricade and Roman couldn't get on his two feet. And the ref's counting it to like a nine count and it's about to happen. So what does Roman do? The best heel thing. He grabs the referee and he shoves the referee against like, um, like the metal and knocks the referee out to stop the count. And you're like, what a fantastic thing. Roman's a heel. He's an opportunist. He's afraid of Owens. He's about to lose. But they botched it, and the botch was Paul Heyman was supposed to help get the handcuffs um, off on the barricade. He couldn't get it off in time. So you have this weird like 20-second delay between the other ref coming up, and then Kevin Owens just kind of standing there like, what the hell's going on? Of course, they cut away from (laughs) Owens not looking, but it took a long time. And then the other ref comes out, and then Roman just grabs Owens in the guillotine and chokes him out, and that's it. And he doesn't make the 10 count. There was no Jey Uso. They said he has the virus or he has an injury. They haven't confirmed it. I think it looked good for Owens or for Roman to win, I guess, as clean as possible, even though you had to hurt the ref to not get to the 10 count. But, hey, he's a heel. Guys are supposed to do those things. The match was great up until that screw-up because these two are pros. They've been in this for a long time. Someone should call it Audible. They should have had Robert Owens try to continue hitting uh, Reigns and then have Reigns hit a low blow on them or something like that. Something to distract it to give it time. Or even have Heyman get involved. I don't know. So it kind of took away the essence. Their TLC match was better, but for what it was, I enjoyed it. It was just botch finishes happen. Royal Rumble time. Let's go with the women's because the women's was the best Royal Rumble match of the night. Um, Bianca Belair won. That's how I'm just going to start it. She went, she came in, I believe, at number three or four. She has some history, Bailey. Not a lot of, like, one-person domination going on, because last year, I think her and Nia Jax, who both made their respective debuts, were eliminating, like, eight people. They had, had both said that they tied for um, the record. And mind you, the Women's world Rumble has only been in existence for about three, four years now. I think this is your three that they did it so yeah I could say Charlotte and then Asuka yeah so this is year three but they found the formula it was good they brought in some uh legends Tori Wilson came back Um, Jillian Hall who was around the time I wasn't watching wrestling came in but you know I had to do some quick research I knew who she was it was interesting um going from there I liked it a lot you know Carmella came in even though she had a title match she came in and she was quickly eliminated there were some storylines I wish they kind of continued few wise like Lacey Evans and this is the one thing I don't get about the Royal Rumble you two are feuding for months, and they do this with everybody, men's and women. You guys have been feuding for weeks or days, for months, and you see each other in the Rumble match but you only beat each other up for like 15 seconds. to go to the next person. I kind of want you like, you are my sole target. I hate you so much. I need you eliminated because you getting a title shot at WrestleMania would sicken my soul, that kind of ferocity. And they didn't do that. It bothered me. They didn't do that with Charlotte Lacey. They didn't do that with a couple other men's ones. They don't do that for years. I'm like, keep your eye on the prize because that gives the believability. But this one was very good. It came down to um, Bianca and Ray Ripley. Ray Ripley was my prediction. Uh, last week who I said it was going to win. I was like feeling really good about it. I was like, oh, man, I know wrestling. You just hire me. And then they had like this tour de force back and forth where either woman could have eliminated each other It led to Bianca Belair finally eliminating um, Rhea Ripley. I thought it was great the way they kind of did, even though no one really stood out as a dominator. You got to imagine Rhea came in at 14. Bianca came in at three. So she looks like the Iron Woman. Now she gets a guaranteed title shot for one of the titles at WrestleMania, they haven't decided who that's going to be yet behind the scenes, but really I think she should do Sasha. You should have it be Sasha. You can allow Sasha to have a heel turn. because She's been a face for a bit. And then you can let Bianca put herself over by beating somebody who is regarded as one of the best women wrestlers of the current generation coming from the original four horse woman of Sasha, Becky, Bailey, and Charlotte. Right. Whereas in raw i really kind of want to see where they go with oscar turning heel oscar challenging or facing charlotte and them having a rematch from wrestlemania from a couple of years ago where oscar streak was broken to charlotte she couldn't have beat her solidify that let the heel turn come let it go uh men's royal rumble oh buddy this was hard i didn't know who the winner was gonna be remember my prediction was either it was going to be keefley or daniel bryant keefley was not there why the virus so that might have been card subject to change This was that first year, kind of last year, you kind of knew Drew was going to win, but there could have been other people. This year was a wild card. I really didn't have an expectation. I did list who the dark horse was going to be. I was like, oh, I could see Edge winning it. Guess who won it? Edge, because that's a real Hall of Famer who can go and win it out, as opposed to Goldberg, who I joked was going to be Edge rate. So here's the thing that I learned the theme basically was for this Royal Rumble. Iron Man, Iron Woman, because Bianca Belair came in at number three, she won. Edge came in at number one, and he won. And he lasted. It was started as him and Randy Orton. I wasn't crazy about that because how dare you cheapen a rivalry, especially since this was Edge's return since having tricep surgery, and you're going to start off this sub-rivalry that Randy has, even though he's feuding with Bray, even though Bray's kind of dead, or The Fiend got burned in line, whatever. Wrestling's weird. It's soap opera. You guys know what it is with soap operas. So people get shot in the head and come back with a new face. That's part of the game, baby. That's part of the game. But – this one was enjoyable. It was by the books to a degree, but it still had the enjoyability. You had a couple of legends come out. You had the hurricane. But you know what tugged at my heartstrings, gentlemen? Because even though Edge won the Royal Rumble, he had the biggest pop last year when he came back, right? Because he had been gone for nine years. Well, guess who came back at number 24? And Edge's I best friend. Too. You want to jump in on this? Jump in on it.
2: I can talk about this one because I was actually watching
1: Because like Edge and Christian as a tag team, Andrew and I are a tag team because Christian came back from injuries because the last time we saw him wrestle, he can't see him with the finger quotes coming, was when he was going against Randy Orton and Raw as revenge for Edge's defeat at Backlash. And then he was punted. Edge had suffered the neck injuries. Christian had suffered, I believe, a concussion. He wasn't allowed to come into protocol. He was a little out of shape a couple months ago. But then at 24, you hear his music come on. I'm like, no what and he's in there and he's wrestling and then him and edge see each other and edge is looking like he's about to cry christian's like yeah bro i'm back i don't even know if they knew i'm sure they did but the moment became too real and then they hugged and then there's that little meme i sent you guys where the guys texting or the father's the sons like why the hell are you crying so loudly i kind of felt that andrew you've been on the whole edge train for a full 12 month calendar let's get your opinion of what you saw of edge and christian how you felt about edge winning the royal rumble
2: we could talk a little bit. i was about that. excited. Ben. <laughs> I, I mean, I know wrestling. It's not fake, but it's an art. It's acting, but uh, it was it was good to see that. You know, I, you know, I still think it's not necessarily a great idea that he's still wrestling, uh, because how old is he? What, 45? I think. Like 46, 47. Uh. So, you know, he's still got a whole life ahead of him, and I hope he doesn't get too seriously injured. But um, it was good to see, you know, he came back, and, you know, he's he's getting the recognition he deserves, and, you know, he's, regardless of what happens at WrestleMania, you know, he's kind of going out on top. He was, just, I think it was his third Re- uh, Royal Rumble win? Second. Second. Um, and he's one of just a select few that's gone, uh, bell to bell as it were. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that they're giving him some love right now. And, but I think the best part was seeing him reunite with Christian. I see the, the look in Edge's eyes. He's a very good actor. I've, I've gleaned over the, over the years. He he's very emotive with his face. Um, and he, he really is, uh, he can sell emotion. He can sell the story really well. Um, and I, I got that impression from him here. Uh, and that embrace man, um, I, I got a little verklempt watching that. Um, that was awesome to see, and it was nice that they were able to kind of team up a little bit, uh, you know, get the, get the tag team going back again.
1: Yeah, and what people need to understand, because you mentioned about why they would come back and the concerns they have, this isn't their blood. They are genetically made for this. It's what they aspire to, because wrestling a carny, right? When you're in the circus, you love being in the circus. Same thing I would say for players in a sport. They don't want to deal with life after not being part of the sport. That's why they might become coordinators and coaches. Same thing come to the wrestling. So they always want that opportunity, especially when injury deprives you of everything. What happened to Edge? He won the title at WrestleMania about nine years ago, and then he had to relinquish it the next day because the broken neck caught up to him. Christian never even got his one more match. Guy had a concussion, had ended. It was legitimate. Where do they go from here? We don't know. I mean, I know Christian is on a part-time schedule. It's interesting to see what they do there. Maybe you actually have a real feud with Randy. What's him and the Fiend are done in a couple months? I'm down for it. Why not? You had a stat TV anyway. But for Edge, the question is, who does he face? Is it going to be Drew McIntyre the WWE Championship, or is it Roman Reigns' the Universal Championship? All sides point to Roman. I think it's a better story to tell with Roman. They both have the same damn finishing move, which is the spear. You can make a little weird Master of the Spear uh, gimmick, but I think you have a better story coming into it because – Roman, his whole thing is being that mafioso boss as the head of the table, the tribal chief, and you have somebody who is a legend trying to reclaim his head, his seat at the table, and you can have that inner frustration that brings it there. You can even bring Christian in for a little fun with it, whereas with Drew, they had a little interaction last night because Edge came to Raw but it was kind of like that breakup speech of like, dude, I'm just not adding to you. You'll know when I'm going to make that decision, which means he's obviously not going to wrestle him. And I don't imagine Edge is going to go on NXT and face Finn Balor, even though it could be a good match. Um, it seems more they're setting ways on Sheamus and Drew McIntyre to get to Mania, which is fine. But I have a, it's weird, but you need a believability in wrestling. And I have a harder time believing that Edge could beat, uh, Drew McIntyre than Roman Reigns. And I think part of that is because Drew right now, every defense he had has been successful with no cheating. And Roman has cheated his way to win multiple times against his own cousin. Um, when it was him and Jey Uso going against each other multiple times with uh, Kevin Owens and whoever else the subsequent challenger is going to be. It's just part of his story. Tale. And one of the things that I saw with the internet community, because we petty, right? You know, if you thought he fans were petty, you should watch – you should read, like, wrestling fans' tweets. They're like, oh, you know, Vince can't make new stars. They're going to have him get the, this old guy get the title as opposed to the new guy. I don't care really who wins the Rumble to a degree as long as I get a main event-worthy match. Edge was the right guy to get there because – Yeah, I said Daniel Bryan was probably gonna win. I don't think Daniel Bryan was the right guy though. It's just, you have to pick who your options are. Same thing with Keith Lee. What was my condition about Keith Lee? I've been saying for two weeks, I need a heel Keith Lee to do it. You know, the heel turn that has to come in, you have to set up properly. So Edge was the, it's it's a story that makes for himself. Guy comes back nine years after not being in a wrestle, he had to relinquish a title. Granted the World Heavyweight Championship is no longer in existence, but he's going to something again, he earned it. Iron Man, Bell to Bell, and he's going against he's gonna walk out WrestleMania as a champion, and he's going against who better than the guy who views himself as the face of the company. It's it's far from the story, man, it's far the drama. Drew, I don't think it will work, but so what do you what do you want? You want Ricochet? I love Ricochet. He should always be on my television. The guy's been doing nothing. He's been on main event, which is like the dark show that's on Hulu, I believe. You want him to just miraculously win the rumble? You gotta build it up, right? Even though Edge was injured for the last couple months, what was his last match? Randy Orton. There you go. And Randy doesn't suffer from the loss of the Royal Rumble, and him and Edge wrestled last night. It was bad because the rush showed on Edge, but he's got three months to get into shape on that, or two months really. But you have to pick that best story. And I got to tell you now too, part of the reason why I want Edge and Roman is because I'm 90% certain Roman's going to win because I'm kind of done with champions not retaining the titles at WrestleMania because it makes it predictable that the person who wins the Royal Rumble is guaranteed to win the championship that made it. It's felt like that last couple of years, I think the only time there was a title retention for the main titles, we're not counting the mid-card titles or tag team titles or anything like that was when Brock beat Roman at WrestleMania bloodied. And then he lost to Roman at SummerSlam because I think they just had to make SummerSlam sexy. Right. But the last couple of years, it was, um, actually, yeah, Kofi beat Brian, Becky beat, Uh, Rhonda and Charlotte to unify in the triple threat match last year, Drew beat Brock Goldberg lost to bronze Roman. who was a last minute replacement for Roman Reigns. You're a fighting champion. Let them let your main heavyweights retain title. Drew can lose the belt because it's been 12 months, man. And every person he's challenged has not really come up to stuff of even being main event worthy. Truthfully, the WWE championship has lowered itself in grandeur. Uh, but Roman's kind of on the up and up. So build the best stories because Ricochet, as great it would be to see him in the heavyweight picture for the main title, there isn't a story. So you can't just propel a random guy just because you like him if it doesn't fit and make sense. There's a better story here. So people can complain what they want. The new talent needs to happen. They called up Damian Priest. They're calling up Bray. That's great. Hopefully Vince does something with him instead of screwing them up because if not, he's just going to associate Damian Priest with Bad Bunny. That's right. Bad Bunny showed up. And I got to tell you, I hate this. I hate to say this. But when he performed Booker T, because I guess there's a song Booker T out to it, and I can't get the damn song out of my head. And have you guys ever had a song in your head so you have to listen to it so it gets out of your head? I've heard Booker T by Bad Bunny four times. I don't like reggaeton. Charles doesn't like reggaeton. You know, I like, you know, my kind of Spanish music, but I don't like reggaeton. It's not my thing. But damn it, I've had to listen to it, and it's not out yet. It's like a fever. I just can't shake. Damn you, Bad Bunny. That's all I got for you this week in the cage.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I was... Something I saw on the tweets, yeah. <laughs> he, he was there, yeah.
1: and he was there last night too on Raw. Yeah. And I swear to Christ, if we're gonna get Damian Priest teaming up with Bat Bunny versus Miz Morrison, I'm just gonna because WrestleMania is also a spectacle. So that's when you're allowed those kind of entertainers to show yeah, up because it's sports get the entertainment. Stars in there, yeah. And um, Bad Bunny will do it for money. It's gonna get him a whole cross brand yeah. of people. He'll do it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, guys. That is it for this week's edition of Sports Goose. We'll see you guys next week for number 92. That's it for me. I got nothing else to say, guys. Good night, y'all. Bye-bye. Take care. And And Washington will get the man advantage.
1: He used his stick as a weapon, and that's a no-no.
2: Pittsburgh penalty. Number 37. Kip Miller two minutes for last check
1: sent into the corner Johansson gathers it in feeds it across